0: How can you reward your key employees? You'll get the answer to that question today, as well as other questions like, what are stock appreciation rights? What is a stock appreciation plan? What is a phantom stock plan? What is a bonus plan? What is a bonus based on a formula? What is a discretionary bonus? And do financial rewards actually change employee behavior. I'm Aaron Hall, an attorney representing business owners and entrepreneurial companies. If you're a business owner, these videos are for you to help you spot issues to discuss with your attorney, to avoid legal problems, and to grow a great company. If you haven't yet downloaded the 7 Common Legal Mistakes Made by New Businesses. It's a free cheat sheet I have available. It's yours if you're an entrepreneur or you're a business owner. Just go to AaronHall.com free. That's A-A-R-O-N-H-A-L-L dot C-O-M slash free. It's a free download that I'll email you to. I'll also send you some other valuable educational resources. How can your company reward key employees? Well, first off, you have the uh, recognition, encouragement, um, the atmosphere, the vibe, the culture that you create, That's kind of what I call non-monetary recognition and I think that's really valuable, perhaps more valuable than monetary. But today I'm going to talk about the different types of monetary recognition. All right, the first one is stock appreciation rights. What are stock appreciation rights? Stock appreciation rights are generally in large companies where once the employee starts, Whatever the stock is priced at on that day, the employee gets the financial benefit as the stock price increases during the employee's time at the company. So, to the extent that the stock appreciates in value, the employee has a right, a financial benefit from that appreciation. It can be set up a lot of different ways, but that's the gist of it. What is a stock appreciation plan? Typically, that is a company-wide plan that provides stock appreciation rights to employees. In other words, the company has set up a plan so that when employees start, whatever the price of the stock is on that day, uh, the employee benefits from increases to that price during the course of the employee's employment. As you can probably tell, though, in a small company, stock appreciation rights are kind of difficult to figure out because in a small company, you don't have a daily stock value like you would with a publicly traded company. Yes, you could go get a private valuation, but there is so much fluctuation in private valuations just between different appraisers, that it's very difficult to do uh, a stock valuation for a small company for stock appreciation rights. So for that reason, it's fairly rare in a private company. What is a phantom stock plan? Well, as you can imagine, if a person came to the company and they started working there and they bought five percent of the shares of the company then when they leave the company they might have an option to sell those shares back and they get any sort of benefit uh in the appreciation or increase in value of those shares a phantom stock plan is kind of like that but it's phantom meaning it doesn't actually exist you're not actually getting stocks a phantom stock plan is a contract with employees that you will essentially give them a bonus based on how uh, the value of the company increases over time so in a way it's kind of like uh, stock appreciation rights but it's set up in a different way uh, and it's meant to mirror ownership in a company without giving over actual ownership. All right. What are the pros and cons of a phantom stock plan? Well, the perceived benefit to the owner is that employees who are part of a phantom stock plan would have greater sense of ownership in the company, a a greater sense of caring. They might work harder or be more frugal with the company's resources, but A lot of uh, companies have found that that doesn't pan out, and here's why. A lot of employees are going to behave how they're going to behave, how their internal system is wired, regardless regardless of any potential financial benefit. Second, a lot of employees see through the fact that it's not actual stock ownership, it's phantom stock ownership, which means it's just a contract. The other problem with it practically is that in order for an employee to be compensated under a phantom stock plan, the stock has to be valued. And valuation of a privately owned company can be very difficult and expensive because you have to hire a private uh, appraiser to value the company. So that's the problem with phantom stock plans so you're a you're a company owner you want to reward your key employees what's another way to do it you could do a bonus plan what is a bonus plan well it's simply a plan to give them additional compensation over and above whatever their salary or hourly rate is and this bonus plan might apply to a individual segment of employees or all the employees. The bonus plan might be confidential and only available to those who know about it or it might be known by all the employees but that's what a bonus plan is. Now bonus plan can be based on a formula or it can be discretionary. What is a bonus plan based on formula? That is a bonus or additional compensation uh that the company will give to the employees based on a specific formula that you could put in a spreadsheet or perhaps it might be based on certain scores or ratings that the employee or a department or a team gets over time what's an example an example of a bonus plan based in a formula might be If the company hits certain revenue goals, then every employee will get a 3% bonus based on the value of their salary. So, a person making a $30,000 salary, we get a 3% bonus of 30,000, or they would get a bonus of 3% of $30,000. A person making $100,000 would get $3,000 if it's a 3% bonus. Another example might be based on the individual employee's performance. The problem with these formula-based bonuses is, first, they can be hard to calculate. But let's say you figure that out. Second, they can be easy to game. In other words, employees can game the system. They can be terrible, but they do exactly what's needed to get their bonus. And now you find that you are giving a bonus to an employee who's terrible in most regards to the job, but not in the specific metrics that are being rewarded in the bonus formula. What's an example? Let's say you have a... Uh, a bonus that says to attorneys you will get a percentage of the company's profits based on certain billable revenue that you bring into the company seems like a great idea we want to encourage revenue why not reward the attorneys who bring in more revenue and hit certain goals with uh, a little bonus at the end of the year the problem is you might have an attorney who is faithful and loyal and positive who shows up early, who helps their coworkers, but none of those things are part of the formula. And then you have another attorney who shows up late, has a bad attitude, gossips, doesn't help coworkers, and but does actually bill more, and that attorney is going to get rewarded. Which employee in this case provides more value and reinforces a positive culture, the one that didn't get the the bonus. So that's why you can see formulas can be really counterproductive because they highly incentivize certain behaviors and they don't recognize other behaviors. Now you might say, well, let's just do a formula that looks at all sorts of factors. The problem is now you're getting complicated. It's a lot of data to track. And having too many factors can dilute employees' attention. In other words, if the employee is trying to focus on everything it takes to get that raise, they might feel like, you know what, it just takes everything. And that uh, diminishes the goal of a compensation plan, which is to drive certain behaviors and get employees to stay focused on what matters most. All right, so what... A lot of employers say is, all right, in light of all those problems with a stock appreciation rights or phantom stock plan or formula bonus system, what, what are we gonna do? Well, you can do a discretionary bonus plan. What is a discretionary bonus plan? It's simply a plan that a company has to give bonuses at management's discretion to employees who have contributed in extraordinary ways to the company above and beyond what that does is it allows the management to determine who really has contributed in ways that perhaps we hadn't contemplated when the year started but we have realized that person has uh, gone over and above what they were expected to do maybe that person Uh, When there was a real conflict in the company, they brought peace. When there was strife, they brought uh, people together to help them see uh, the other side of, of different concerns. Maybe they were positive, maybe they were encouragers, maybe they spent a lot of additional time helping teammates with their projects. Discretionary bonuses allow companies to look with the benefit of hindsight back at the year and say, how do we want to reward people who truly contributed to the company? So the company may still set aside a bonus pool or a compensation pool, but instead of telling all the employees in advance what criteria will be used, the company reserves some discretion. Now, by the way, you can use a hybrid of all these. Of course, it gets more complicated when you do that, but you could use formula and discretionary bonus. That's a way to say, hey, we wanted to reward these factors, but we also want the discretion to reward people who've done something that wasn't identified in the criteria in advance. All right, well, what should you do? I think it comes down to you answering uh, one important question, and that is, do financial rewards actually change employee behavior? There's a lot of data indicating that although financial rewards might temporarily change employee behavior, employees often revert back to their standard practices and patterns, fears, anxieties, uh, and, uh, and tendencies. In other words, look at your employees right now. Certain people always do the right thing and they work hard and they they do what's best for the company on a regular basis even though you may not have any additional compensation for them or any particular incentives for that behavior. Other people, they're just problematic employees. They make decisions based on what's in their best interests. They're not uh, self-disciplined. They cause other problems. And then you have a variety of people in between. The question is, from a psychological standpoint, do these financial incentives actually create long-term employee behavioral changes? Anecdotally, I have come to the conclusion that they don't. In other words, it's best to pay people who are doing well for the good work they're doing, not necessarily hold a bonus over their head. That doesn't, a person who is doing what they're supposed to do often is not going to be changing behavior based on a bonus, long term behavior. Likewise, people who are problems or don't have good habits and don't have good routines or good character or uh, a focus for what's in the best interest of the company often we find that those employees don't actually change long term. What they might do is try to game the system to get some sort of bonus, but it doesn't produce long-term meaningful change contributing to the company. So, a lot of business owners who have looked at all these different ways to record, reward keys employees have said, you know what, the key is finding good people and then compensating them fairly for their contribution on an ongoing basis. The, uh, this idea of a delayed bonus or reward may work in a discretionary manner just to bring fairness to the situation. So a person is fairly compensated for extraordinary effort. But um, most business owners who have gone through this and have really spent the time have determined these, uh, these little uh, incentives turn out to be ineffective gimmicks, essentially. So, I've shared with you my opinion on how you can uh, reward key people in your company. I think it's great to focus on the non-monetary rewards. That's encouragement, recognition, coaching, training, looking out for their best interests, thinking about their career, making sure that you find out what work is meaningful to them what annoyances they have, and do what you can to help make that job better. Uh, But this idea of some sort of bonus, monetary bonus down the road, most of the time I've seen, it just doesn't create long-lasting behavioral changes in the employees, and it actually is fairly distracting and expensive to set up And then, of course, the compensation that's required for that uh, is an expensive part of the budget as well. If you found this helpful and you'd like to get more educational videos like this for business owners running companies, feel free to subscribe to this channel. You can click that you like the video if you'd like more videos like this. And put thumbs down if you don't want more videos like this. If you have questions, feel free to leave them in the comments below. I use those questions to look for topics to discuss in future videos. Also, if you haven't downloaded yet the free cheat sheet, Seven Common Legal Mistakes Made by New Businesses, make sure you get that at aaronhall.com free. It allows you to both get that resource and then get a number of other exclusive videos, free educational content that I provide from time to time for business owners who are trying to grow great companies. If you'd like to learn more about me, you can find me at aaronhall.com. And again, if you want to get that free resource, slash free at my website.